Hello, 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 everyone. You are now tuning into Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about our experiences being professional women in this 21st century. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, CEO, and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. So if you're looking for ways to enrich your life, enhance your personal skills, or hell, if you're looking to just have a good laugh, grab a big glass of something and join on in. This week's Frida Woman of the Week is Linda Brown, the woman who as a young girl was the center of the landmark Supreme Court case, Brown versus Board of Education. Ms. Brown's foray into history began when her father attempted to enroll her in an all-white school in Topeka, Kansas. The case that followed ended the ultimate symbol of white supremacy and racial segregation in public schools. Ms. Brown has recently passed, but her legacy is and will remain an important part of history and an inspiration to all. So welcome back, everybody, to Frida's World Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. So today there is no guest speaker. There is no co-host. It's just me. Um, But I kind of wanted just to recap on today's podcast, Women's History Month. It's coming to an end. We're already 28 days into the month. We only have a couple days left. Um, But I feel like this Women's History Month... Um, 2018 was just very powerful. It was very inspirational, very enriching. I feel like I learned a lot about women who were just forgotten, who were lost. Um, For example, last week we honored and highlighted Sheila Minor Huff, who was a African-American scientist in the 1970s in the South. Um, And she was part of this a uh, scientific conference and she was the only woman there. There were 37 other men and she was the only woman among them. And she was a woman of color at that. And it's sad that it took 50 years for us to really, you know, understand and know who she was. Um, but I find that I found that there was a, a couple of them that just popped up this year through, you know, some of the um, posts that I've seen on social media Um, I really commend the social media platforms for their effort in just really taking the time to acknowledge and praise um, women who have contributed so much to our society. Some of the platforms I follow on um, my Instagram is Luno Suite. Um, They are the, well, they, they, Claimed to be the number one Haitian American platform. Um, also, Haitian Socialite, which um, was started by my cousin Naomi. So, shout out to Naomi Bellany for um, creating this Haitian Socialite, which is another platform that just um, highlights accomplishments and achievements through Haitian Americans. Um, the Haitian, the Haitian Roundtable, which is a very prestigious organization here um, in New York City that highlights. Um, Haitians from all over, you know, not just the United States, but all over the world that are doing great things. But they really did a really good job in highlighting the women um, with, you know, in within their um, organization and just just Haitian women in general who are doing great things throughout um, the world. And uh, Women's Lit Network is a up and coming, um, you know, organization that's dedicated to um, 
that's dedicated to women and women empowerment and social justice initiatives, et cetera, and just the equality of women in, in this country. So there were a lot of different groups that I feel like really went in this Women's History Month um, and really made a point to highlight every, not just, you know, celebrity women, but everyday women, women just like you and I who are doing great things and amazing things. And I found that to be very inspirational because, it's good to see that somebody just somebody like you or somebody that started off like you did, um, you know, achieve such great heights. It just gives you hope that you can also do what they've done, if not better. Um, so I really just felt so inspired this Women's History Month. Um, I also feel like I did a lot of self-reflection on myself and on just the concept of womanhood in general. And I found that... Um, you know, we're highlighting and we're praising all of these women um, who've done such great things. But I feel like as individual women, we don't do enough of that. And I know I've talked about this on previous po podcasts that we need to celebrate our wins and we need to love ourselves. But I find that because we're, you know, we wear so many hats, we're so um, busy with saving the world, um, we just you know, we don't take time to acknowledge our accomplishments and we don't take time to really acknowledge um, ourselves or, or even identify what is it that we even love about ourselves. Um, and I think that a lot of that has to do with society and how society views praise. I think that, or not I think, I've come to realize that it's it's a society thing, right? It's a societal issue, um, for some reason, somewhere along the line, it became a negative thing to self-praise, to acknowledge one's accomplishments, to be your own cheerleader. And I think that because that um, ideology is there, especially for us as women, we don't engage in um, self-promotion and cheerleading and, and celebrating our wins and acknowledging ourselves as great and saying that we are great publicly because we don't we don't want to look like a braggart we don't want to seem boastful we don't want to seem team too much and i think that that's the wrong approach um obviously you know there's a difference between somebody who's humble and somebody who's not trying to be humble i think this whole like oh you need to be humble movement is really taking away from our greatness i feel like you can be great, say that you're great, publicly announce that you're great, and still be humble. Um, I I think that I think the I think you can do both. Um, but I, but I feel like there's just been so many movements and just society, you know, just has made it made self promotion and 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 you know celebrate celebrating your wins. This thing where it's like, well, if you do that, you're not a humble person, and I think that's totally wrong. Um. Some other reflections I made uh, this Women's History Month along the same vein of, you know, acknowledging your 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 wins and, and self-promoting yourself and being your own cheerleader is that, um, well, one thing that I'm adopting at least, I know I'm rambling, I'm all over the place, but one thing I've, I've decided to adopt is this um, this tactic I read in the chicken soup for the, I don't know if it was for the Christian soul or for the happy soul. Um, and it was saying, you know, every day you should look 
to see what or identify rather what you love about yourself. And I found that to be very powerful because I don't do that. And I don't know many people who actually sit back and, you know, on a daily basis and say, today I'm going to identify one thing that I love about myself. We don't do that. And I think that if we started doing that, you know, we would, I mean, not only love ourselves more, but we would appreciate um, ourselves more. A lot of times we look for others to appreciate us and we look for others to identify what they love in us, but we don't know for ourselves what we even love about ourselves, right? So I would say last week, my realization, my, my, um, you know, well, one of the things that I've identified as what I love about myself is my understanding. The fact that I'm an understanding individual. I find that I can be a little more understanding than need be at times. And I used to think that that was a downfall. And I used to hate that about me. I used to hate the fact that I'm, you know, an understanding individual because I feel like that has put me in compromising situations in the past where I've been too understanding of people when I've allowed people to either um, take advantage of me in a particular way um, and, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. But then when I really thought about it, I'm like, no, like, I'm an understanding person. That's a good quality. That's a quality that most people don't have. And I think having that quality allows me to evaluate people better. And I feel like, you know, it allows me to really um, have impacts on individuals in their lives because of the ways that I address them with this understanding nature of mine. So I identified that last week as something that I loved about myself. I kind of flipped it around. It used to be something I hated, but now I'm like, no, I love this about me because I see where the good in it lies. And so I think that we should all, it might not be on a daily basis, but even on a weekly basis, identify one thing about yourselves that you honestly love. The next thing I would say is to, again, to celebrate your accomplishments, celebrate your wins, reflect on what positive things you have done through. It could be, you know, for the year, it could be for the month, it could be for the week, but we need to start focusing on our accomplishments and actually celebrating them, like, you know, relishing in them, um, you know, really just, just sit back and see all the wonderful things that you've done, all the accomplishments, and just really appreciate them and really just, you know, acknowledge yourself for what you've done. The last thing that I would say is to identify areas where you need improvement. In order for this women empowerment thing to really be a thing and for it to continue to elevate, we need self-improvement, right? We need to continue to improve ourselves. And so we can't improve if we don't take time to identify what needs improvement. So I believe that that's something that, you know, I'm constantly doing on a daily basis, looking to see what I need to improve, what I need to tweak. And I think that that's something that everyone should do. And I feel like if we do these things, um, we'll become better people, not just for ourselves, but we'll be better people for each other. And then in turn, we're going to be better people, better women and better role models for the next generation of young girls who are growing up and are looking 
for role models, looking for women just like them, women looking for women that they can too, you know, replicate and say, I'm, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. Um, I feel like a lot of times we as women, we, we, because of, again, this whole society thing of, you know, don't boast, don't brag, be humble. We tend to sit in the background a lot and we're on the back burner and we do a disservice, not just to ourselves, but we do a disservice for the next generation because we need to be able to show these girls that women can be engineers, women can be scientists, women can, you know, fly to the moon, women can be pilots, they can be CEOs of Fortune 500 corporations. We need to be able to put ourselves out there and celebrate our wins, show them that we're winning, show them that we're killing it, and show them that it's possible to be a girl from, you know, whether it be the hood or whether it be you know, a foreign country or third world country and, you know, become great and be great. Um, so those are just a few of the observations that I made during this um, Women's History Month. Now, with Women's History Month, I appreciate it for what it is, because even though we really should be celebrating womanhood um, and celebrating each other 365 days a year, Women's History Month gives the world an opportunity. It gives, you know, the young and the old, the men and the women. It gives everyone an opportunity to really see the growth and see the progress that women have made in this world, not just in this society and in this country, but in this world. When I sit back and I think of myself right now as a black woman living in 2018, right, in this new millennium, I have to really sit back in awe. I was afforded the opportunity to go to a to attend a prestigious law school where I could say that I was not the only woman of color in my classroom. And I think that speaks volume because when you when we speak to the older generation, they will tell you stories that, you know, say, stating that they were the only black person in their entire school or in, the, in their entire program. And so for me to sit here and say that I went to law school, a profession that used to really be just for the men, but not only are there, you know, I think there were more women than men in my law school um, section, and I think in my law school period, but then that I was not the only black woman in the classroom. And, you know, that to me just shows how far we have come, you know, as 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 a group of, of people, as a group of individuals. And so, you know, to some that might not be a big thing. It might be something just very little. But to me, that really that really um, impacted me when I sat back and I thought about that. Um, it really it just it was just really powerful. So. I know in the last episode, we also talked about the importance of a tribe, uh, a sister circle for some, right? I think it's really important that as women, we um, foster these healthy relationships with other women because this is a movement. The women empowerment movement is a powerful movement, but it's only going to retain its power if we come together and if we, you know, unite in a way that, um, you know, creates unbreakable bonds, right? So 
when you're looking for your tribe and you're looking for your sister circle, you need to find women. They don't necessarily need to be like-minded because some, you know, I like learning from people who who are not exactly, um, who do not exactly think like I do. But I think it's important to surround yourself with women um, who are strong, who are powerful, who are motivated, who are ambitious, women who have no problem checking you and telling you like it is, whether you like it or not, women who are true, um, women who are pure, women who are genuine. These women exist. You know, society does a great job of telling us that we don't do well together and that we're catty and that we're this. And for the longest time, I would say that I actually fell into this, um, you know, mindset and this way of thinking because I grew up hanging out with guys. You know, I, I was the Tom tomboy. You know, my friends were guys. My best friends are guys. I still connect better in a sense with men than I do with women um, only because guys are kind of no nonsense, just like I am. They're not necessarily into the whole cattiness. Um, you know, things are just very simple. You know, you could have a beer with the guy and talk about whatever. You know, there's no like you don't have to feel like you're walking on eggshells sometimes. However, as I've moved up in, you know, in ranks, as I've gone through life, gone through different levels of education, I found that having um, real relationships with women were very, very important. And they're still important to me to this day. Now, I'm very selective with the types of people that I hang out with. You know, I'm cool with everybody. But when it comes to a sister circle, I don't necessarily hang and gravitate to everyone. Um, but I've realized, especially in these last few years, the importance of having true sisters that I can rely on, that I can talk to, that can give me advice, whether it be career advice, dating advice, spiritual advice. It's really important um, for our development as women going through this society because it's very difficult. It's hard. It's not easy being a woman, especially a woman of color in today's society. And having support from other women who know exactly what you're going through definitely makes the road much easier to navigate. So I say all of that to say this. In the spirit of Women's History Month, I urge all of you to look within yourselves and and really make yourselves a priority and really look, really understand for you what does womanhood mean to you um identify each day if you can and if not each day each week one thing that you love about yourself and and speak it out loud you know look into the mirror and say today i love my hair or today i love the fact that i'm a matter of fact individual or i love the fact that i'm detail oriented or i love the fact that i you know can make dinner for my family every night like whatever it is identify what it is that you love about yourself and speak it into existence or write it in a journal, which whatever works for you. And second, it's do not be ashamed to say that you're great and to let the world know that you're great. There is nothing wrong with that. And don't let anyone tell you that there's something wrong with it. If somebody has a problem with you sharing your greatness and talking about the wonderful contributions you've made to your society, to your country, then they need to have several stadium seats. You're always going to have haters. There's always going to be people who are, I think that's their job. If, if we didn't have haters, then people wouldn't be motivated to, to do things. 
People are always going to have something negative to say when you're doing something positive, but you have to be true to yourself and you have to know, you know, believe in what it is that you're doing and just, you know, cancel out the noise. And then third, you know, I think the journey of womanhood is one of, aside from just it being self-reflection, but just continuous self-improvement. Identify areas that need improvement and improve. And that's where your sister circle can come into play, where if you're not sure what your areas of improvement are, ask your sister circles, ask your tribe. These are the women and these are the people that should be able to identify these things in you with love and help you achieve greatness. So that's a wrap for season two, episode seven. I really hope that you guys were able to, or are able rather, to take some of these um, observations of mine and apply them to your daily life. And um, I'm drawing a blank here because it's late at night. But the last thing I want to say is to definitely follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook at our handle Frida Women NYC, F R E E D A Women NYC, in order for us to uh, continue moving up in the charts and to you know to make Frida's World podcast you know a household thing. We need you guys to comment, we need you guys to like, and we need you guys to share and subscribe. So please follow us on um, Apple, Stitcher, and SoundCloud at Frida's World. Yes, just Frida's World, F-R-E-E-D-A apostrophe S world. Um, and I think that's a wrap. Oh, and last thing. I know I keep saying the last thing, but this this is really the last thing. Go on to our website, www.fridawomennyc.com. There you will see our weekly blog posts that usually center around women in the workplace and, you know, different ways where you can make yourself stand out. Each week we try to do something a little different. We try to give some positive tips um, to help improve um, your workplace experience. Um, but also our online shop. That's probably the most, most, most important part of this spiel for the website Go on there, get your accessories. We have our brooches, our business card holders, our neck pieces, our bracelets. Definitely items that you can use both in the workplace and everywhere else. I go to church with my bro with my brooches. Um, I also, you know, I go to weddings with my brooches. I have my business card holders at every time. Um, so definitely, definitely um, go on to our website and check on um, our latest accessories. And I think that is a wrap. So, oh, next week, um, we are going to be, um, talking about the Afro Latina movement. And we're going to be hearing from one of my colleagues who is a Afro Latina attorney. And we're going to just discuss this movement. You know, it's, it's become, you know, it's come at the forefront because of, you know, social media and love and hip hop, Amara La Negra, um, Juju, um, who've been really passionate about this Afro-Latino movement. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what it is. Some people think it's a gimmick. Some people think it's a phase or just another, you know, another label. But um, we're going to have a conversation with a professional attorney, a professional woman of color who 
you know, navigate society and identifies as an Afro-Latina. So it will be really interesting to hear her take on all of this. So definitely um, check us out next week for episode eight. And that's a wrap, everyone. See you next week.